We're glad you're joining us here at Common Thread Online. This is a recording of our community gathering as we do each week to think together about the spiritual journey. At the end of the lesson, we open the floor for discussion, but we'd love to hear what you're thinking as well. On our website are directions to download our app. Once you have it, join the group. What are you thinking? We'd love to connect with you there. Oh, I'm going to act calm, cool, and um, together, and it's all an illusion, but uh, we can pretend. <laughs> I've been noticing that I love people who present that way, and, um, and I've been noticing that I am not feeling that way, and then I am noticing that that's okay. So what a great way to live life. <clears throat> it's good to be here. Um, so thank you very much, Jennifer, for doing that. And um, so today we're going to talk about the passions, and the passions are another word for sufferings. And so today we're going to talk about how each of the types suffer. <clears throat> All right, uh, John records Jesus as saying, I am the true vine. Get your life from me, and I will live in you. No branch can give fruit by itself. It has to get life from the vine. You are able to give fruit only when you have life from me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Get your life from me. Then I will live in you, and you will give much fruit. You can do nothing without me. And Jesus also records, Jesus, uh, John also records Jesus as saying, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Or said another way, God sap is accessed through the, through the true vine Jesus. Stay connected to the true vine Jesus so that you might receive God sap and be fruitful. So your life infused with God sap via the true vine Jesus equals a fruitful life. Merging what the Enneagram says and what John says, we could say that when we choose to stay connected to the true vine Jesus, we express our God essence and we live a fruitful life. When we choose to stay connected to the true vine Jesus, we express our God essence and we live a fruitful life. Conversely, when we're not connected to the true vine Jesus, we experience a distortion of who we are and what reality is, and that distortion results in our suffering. Our suffering then becomes our canary in the coal mine. It is a signal that we are misaligned. An obvious question might be, what is getting in the way of me accessing the true vine Jesus? I'm sure there are many answers to that question, but this morning we will use the Enneagram to help us. According to the Enneagram, each of us is born with a filter that results in, the in, in reality being distorted. And it gets tricky because your filtered world is true, but it is not reality. Your filtered world is true, but it is not reality. And here is a prop that shows visually what I am saying. 
let's just say that this is reality. Let's just say that this are, if you walked into a room and all the data points and you could receive all the data points, this is what you would see. <coughs> but, unfortunately, we have a grid that when we put it on top of this, we come to a different conclusion. So we have a triad that is called the power and control triad or the gut triad, and that is types eight, nine, and one. And when these people who are in this triad come into a room, they see the room through a filter, and so this is what they see. Okay, it's a little bit different. So this is true, and this is what they see, but it is not reality. All right, now we have types two, three, and four form a triad called the esteem and affection triad or the heart triad. And so when they go into a room, <coughs> instead of seeing reality, this is what they see. It is true, but it is not reality. And then we have another triad called the safety and security triad or the head triad, and they come into a room and their grid tells them that this is reality. And now you know why marriage is hard. <laughs> <laughs> so these grids of these three triads block out whole hunks of reality. The resulting truth is not a lie, but it's also not reality. It is not a lie but it is not reality. So let's talk about each type's passion, each type's suffering, each type's way of failing to stay connected to the true vine, Jesus. The Enneagram says that these sufferings are the result of misaligned motivations. The Enneagram that suggests that the type two is motivated by pride but the type two will have a very hard time feeling feelings of pride. They will also never have a thought that says, I am now motivated from pride. So they won't experience prideful thoughts or feelings, but what they will experience is a compulsive sensation to serve and intense discomfort if they are not serving. Their actions will be the result of pride, but neither their thoughts nor their feelings will ever give them any indication that they are motivated by pride. If they have done a lot of work, they will begin to feel their suffering as a result of their assuming that they know what others need and what others feel, which is a type of pride. Otherwise, what they feel is virtuous because they have done such a good job serving others. But now the Enneagram is telling them that pride is getting in the way of them being fruitful. It will take a long time for them to believe that because in their minds, serving is a virtue, right? The Enneagram suggests that the type three is motivated by self-deceit, but they will have a very hard time feeling feelings of self-deceit. They will also never have a thought that says, I am now acting from a motivation of self-deceit. So they won't experience any self-deceiving thoughts or feelings. But what they will experience 
is a compulsive sensation to develop their persona at the expense of their true self, having deceived themselves that those are one and the same. Their actions will be the result of self-deceit, but neither their thoughts nor their feelings will ever give them any indication that they are motivated by self-deceit. If they have done a lot of work, they will begin to be able to feel their suffering as a result of their confusion around their genuine self and their persona. Otherwise, what they will feel is virtuous because they have done such a good job being efficient and working hard. But now the Enneagram is telling them that self-deceit is getting in the way of them being fruitful. It will take them a long time to believe that because in their minds, success is never wrong. Right? The Enneagram suggests that type fours are motivated by envy, but they will have a hard time identifying feelings of envy. They will also never have the thought that says, I am now acting from a motivation of envy. So they won't experience any identifiable thoughts or feelings of envy. But what they will experience are great longings and great feelings of incompleteness based on comparison. Their actions will be the result of envy, but neither their thoughts nor their feelings will ever give them any indication that they are motivated by envy. If they have done a lot of work, they will begin to discern that their suffering is optional and not the result of any great meaning. But now the Enneagram is telling them that envy is getting in the way of them being fruitful. It will take them a long time to believe that because in their minds they are being genuine and being genuine is a virtue, right? The Enneagram suggests that the type fives are motivated by avarice or stinginess, but they will have a hard time identifying feelings of stinginess. They will also never have the thought, I am now acting from a motivation of stinginess. So they won't experience any identifiable thoughts or feelings of stinginess. But what they will experience is a constriction in their heart and a withdrawing of their affection. Their actions will be the result of stinginess, but neither their thoughts nor their feelings will ever give any indication that they are motivated by stinginess. If they have done a lot of work, they will begin to be able to feel their suffering that results from them holding on to resources and minimizing their own wants and needs. Otherwise, they will feel virtuous because they are loving you by not bothering you and they are being responsible by being frugal. But now the Enneagram is telling them that stinginess is getting in the way of them being fruitful. It will take a long time for them to believe that because in their minds they are being frugal and being frugal is a virtue, right? The Enneagram suggests that type sixes are motivated by fear, but they will have a hard time identifying feelings of fear. They will also never have the thought, I am now acting from a motivation of fear. They will not experience any identifiable thoughts or feelings of fear but what they will experience is a constant state of apprehension and worry about possible future events. Their actions will be the result of fear, 
but neither their thoughts nor their feelings will ever give them any indication that they are motivated by fear and that fear is not your friend. If they have done a lot of work, they will begin to be able to discern how much suffering they are experiencing as a result of their fear. Otherwise, what they will fear is virtuous because they are being so responsible by planning well. But now the Enneagram is telling them that fear is getting in the way of them being fruitful. It will take a long time for them to believe that because in their minds, they are planning well. And planning well is being responsible and being responsible is a virtue, right? The Enneagram suggests that the type 7s are motivated by gluttony. But the type 7 will have a hard time identifying the feelings of gluttony. They will never have the thought, I am now being motivated by gluttony. So they will never experience any identifiable thoughts or feelings of gluttony. But they will uh, experience a restlessness that never allows them to be content or satisfied. Their actions will be the result of gluttony, but neither their thoughts nor their feelings will ever give them any indication that they are being motivated by gluttony. If they have done a lot of work, they will be able to feel their suffering as a result of their gluttony. <clears throat> Otherwise, what they feel is stimulated by all of their positive, exciting ideas and experiences. But now the Enneagram is telling them that they are living, living a gluttonous lifestyle, and that is getting in the way of them being fruitful. But in their minds, they're just having fun, and life should be fun, right? The Enneagram suggests that the type 8s are motivated by lust, but the type 8s will have a hard time identifying feelings of lust. They will also never have the thought, I am now being motivated by lust. So they will never experience any identifiable thoughts or feelings of lust. But what they will experience is a surge of vitality and a surge of life and power, and it feels good. Their actions will be the result of lust, but neither their thoughts nor their feelings will ever give them any indication that they are being motivated by lust. If they have done a lot of work, they will begin to feel the suffering that is the result of their lust. Otherwise, what they will experience is a constant need for intensity, control, and self-extension. But now the Enneagram is telling them that their lust is getting in the way of them being fruitful. But in their minds, they're getting stuff done. And that's a virtue, right? The Enneagram suggests the type 9s are motivated, motivated by sloth. But the type 9s have a hard time identifying the feelings of sloth. They will also never have the thought, I am now being motivated by sloth. So they will never experience any identifiable thoughts or feelings of sloth. But what they will experience is a desire to be unaffected by life and an unwillingness to engage fully with their life. Their actions will be the result of sloth, but neither their thoughts nor their feelings will ever give them any indication that they are being motivated by sloth. If they have done a lot of work, they will begin to feel the suffering that is the result of their sloth. Otherwise, they will experience a constant desire to seek comfort. 
But now the Enneagram is telling them that sloth is getting in the way of them being fruitful. But in their minds, they are easygoing and laid back. And that is a virtue, right? The Enneagram suggests that the type ones are motivated by anger. But the type ones will have a hard time being told that anger is wrong. It just feels righteous. They will also never have the thought being motivated by anger is wrong because, after all, it's a righteous anger. So they will never experience any identifiable thoughts or feelings of the wrongness of their righteous anger. But what they will experience is a repression of anger that turns into resentment and continual frustration and dissatisfaction with themselves and with the world. If they have done a lot of work, they will begin to feel the suffering that is the result of their anger. Otherwise, what they will experience is the satisfaction of jobs well done and done right, and you need anger for that to happen. And now the Enneagram is telling them that anger is getting in the way of them being fruitful. But in their minds, they have integrity, and so should you, and that is a virtue, right? Now, if we want to use the Enneagram as a tool to be fruitful, we will have to work backwards and start feeling our feelings of suffering. Our suffering and our pain will be an indication that we have been misaligned. But counterintuitively, the feeling of our feelings of suffering will be an indication that we are headed in the right direction. So when my type 7 client came to me as a result of suffering from decades of restless movement, identifying her movement as gluttonous might be helpful. Her type would lie to her and say she was just being of service. But the Enneagram would say, yes, she was being of service, and yes, it might have been gluttonous service. If she is just being virtuous, she won't stop. But if she is aware of the service being the result of gluttony, she might be motivated to pause and reconsider. I will now conclude with how the Enneagram suggests we stay connected to the Jesus vine. Here are the principles worked out by Riso and Hudson. First, the problems of the type cannot be fixed by the type. Unlike the vine in nature, staying connected to the true vine Jesus involves choice, and choice involves inner work. This involves continuous self-observation, continuously sensing yourself, staying with your impulses, staying with your feelings, staying with your thoughts without acting against yourself or others. The reward of being aware is that you are not just aware of pleasant, comforting thoughts and feelings, but of blockages, distortions, and lies, contradictions, and other features of our personality. If the goal is to be connected, then the branch does not have to be complete in itself, but only complete in its connection. Inner work is allowing the work to be done in and through us, just like the branch allows the sunlight and the sap and the rain to give it life. It is not responsible for producing sunlight or sap or rain. 
It is only responsible for receiving it. John records Jesus as saying, I am the true vine. Get your life from me, and I will live in you. No branch can give fruit by itself. It has to get life from the vine. You are able to give fruit only when you have life from me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Get your life from me. Then I will live in you, and you will give much fruit. You can do nothing without me. So God, we pray that you will show us how to get our lives from you and how to let your life flow through us and how to live in you so that we produce much fruit. Amen. Thank you. So to uh, those of you who... Um, we're going to dismiss you. Uh, now, we're going to do what are you thinking here in the room, and um, we would encourage you to head over to the Zoom and do the same. Uh, I bet you'd have a fruitful discussion today, and I bet you're also a little bit nervous about going somewhere you might not have been before. Here's the promise. These are nice people. They won't spit at you or anything. So the link to that Zoom is... Uh, in the YouTube notes, it's also on the front page of our website, and the password is 1417, 1417. Let's dismiss the folks online, if you would, please put your hands on your heart, and let's remember as we go that we are, every one of us, carriers of the indwelling divine. We have within us love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, they're there. And if you would extend your other hand to our city, let's look for opportunities to share what's in us already there, with the people that we live and work, go to school with, looking for opportunities to repair and heal our worlds. Amen. God bless you all. You are dismissed. Those of you who are still here, we're going to do What Are You Thinking? And Robin, come, come on back. If these recordings help you move forward on your spiritual journey, we hope you'll take an ownership stake in the community and support the health and well-being of the community. Go to our website, commonthreadchurch.org, the donate button is right there on the top. Thank you.